We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Miracles happening in this church. Don't get me. Gerard, where your mama at? Your mama here? Stand up, mama. No, come up here. Because I'm going to show you something. Come up here, mama. I'm going to show you something. She don't mind me telling you either. Y'all sit down so everybody can see you. This woman was hospitalized with brain tumors, right? One brain tumor and thyroid cancer. But the saints prayed and we kept praying. My wife, Elder Ken, Sister Amy, we all prayed. And she would call us from the hospital. Y'all prayed. Where is she? She come to the fellowships more than some of y'all. She hang out at the football games. This ain't nothing but the power of God. I don't want to talk. Don't say nothing else. This woman is walking, talking, and praising God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can go sit down, mother. Thank you so much. I've been meaning to do that for a while. And everyone, are they here today? Is, is everybody here? All the children here? They all members of this church. All of them members of this church. She saw all of her kids saved. And they are all in this church, married with their families. That's faith. Couple of her kids were some demons. <laughs> and God saved us. Landis here? He's not here today, but Landis is usually here, but he works a lot. But hey, they, they are here serving God, supporting this ministry. You don't think God looked at that when we began to pray for her? You don't think God looked at all of that and assessed the situation and said, you know what? This woman right here has been faithful. She's been faithful. Raised all four of them by herself. Mostly by herself. Miracles happening right in front of you. And I got, man, I got a list so long. I, I, I would use all the time telling you. The folks I have prayed for. I was showing my wife them a, 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 an Israeli lady, an Israeli family. One of the, uh, their daughter comes on our prayer every time we do the prayer on Zoom. She's in Minnesota. They come on prayer. Her mama was rushed to the hospital. Same thing. Older lady, they about to intubate her, all of that stuff. Had COVID, couldn't breathe. And her daughter uh, 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 inboxed me and said, Pastor, I need you to pray because I believe if you pray, my mama's going to be okay. I recorded myself praying in the phone. And I got a video of that woman thanking this ministry for praying for her. Walked out of that hospital 100% healthy. Sit down. Uh, oh, all kinds. All kinds. My dentist, she called me and she said, I'm just having these crazy headaches. I'm passing out. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is. I said, okay, well, I'll be praying for you. 
like a week later, her mama called me, said, we're at the hospital. So she's having a stroke and an aneurysm. She said, call Pastor Lewis and tell him to pray. She put me on speaker while they was get prepping her for surgery. I prayed over the speakerphone for her. They ended up cutting her head open to release the pressure out of her brain. Open her head up. When we recorded part four of Destination Entropy, she was here. She walked right up in the Hearst Conference Center. Her and her mama. She said, I can't do your dinner stuff now. She said, but I'm here because of the prayer of faith. All day long. This is what I see. Y'all watching the bad news. I don't care about all that bad news because I know God is still in control. And God is still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still God. The same yesterday, today, forever. He's the same God. He's the, all you got to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. All these end time antics require end time faith. Amen. I came up here two weeks ago when Dr. Janine was here. And I guess I got exposed to some kind of toxic something that uh, triggered all the antibodies I had from y'all. Remember when I went through the mold stuff, right? And I didn't preach for like six weeks. And I got up here to preach, got lightheaded. I started feeling it. And I was like, man, I am not going to be able to preach today. But my, in my spirit, the Lord was like, preach. I said, well, Lord, if I fall out, make the whole church fall out. So it'll look like a move of the Holy Ghost. I prayed that right there when I was getting my towel and my water. I prayed. I said, Lord, knock everybody out. Infants, little children. Keenan on the camera, knock everybody out. Because I felt like I had to preach. I had to do it, y'all. I just feel like we're at the time where we just have to sacrifice ourselves and be that sacrifice. People don't realize when Isaac, when Abraham was sacrificing Isaac, Isaac was walking walk into the place he didn't tie him up blindfold him and take him Isaac had to volunteer and walk and trust God look at somebody and say you better trust God you better trust God y'all this message is real short for real but you better trust God it's important because this is where we are and this I was praying I said Lord I'm gonna do me a Christmas see I had the red ready and everything and I'm going to do a Jesus came to earth message. And uh, the Lord said, well, you know, Jesus is coming back. So before we come back, we all need to repent. Look at somebody say end time repentance. Adamandbeliever.com forward slash end time repentance dot PDF. As the end approaches, we must continue to repent. For all of our wrong and not allow any sin. Look at somebody say any sin. Not allow any sin.
to reside in us. Romans 6 and 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. You can't sin and practice sin or allow sin to live in your body. Amen. That's why we fast. We fast so that we can see the sins that we got used to. Because there are certain sins, attitude, thoughts, way you behave, way you treat others, all those things. You get so used to doing it, you just think that's you. So when you go on a fast and you move food out the way, because food comforts all of that, make you feel real good like you are. A good meal will make you forget all your wrong. Am I telling the truth? (laughs) You be nice and bad. So we got to make sure we go on fast and different things. And I'm preaching this message. Let me tell y'all something. I'm going to give y'all a testimony a little bit. When I used to travel and do the truth behind hip hop and go to different places, I would go to churches sometimes and we would do the altar call. And then we tell folks the next day to bring all the stuff that you're going to give up. Sometimes, man, the stage be so ratchet. They have to cover it. At one church, they have to bring a black tarp and cover it up. Voodoo dolls. Uh, needles and drug needles and sex toys. X-rated video. That's back when it was video. VHS and all of that stuff. Now, folks would just have to just be a, a stage full of phones. Because <laughs> all that stuff is readily available One search away But they would put all that stuff up And I'd be like man And I'd go to the pastor And he'd be like man I'm, I'm, just, I, I'm just so ashamed Like I, I didn't know you know. And I'd be like man something wrong with you dude What's, what's wrong with your church <laughs> Then the other day man The Lord began to speak to me and said Boy you owe some of them preachers an apology I said what you talking about He said because folk in your church got it and I said, well, what? what? They can't. I mean, they can't. No, no, no. Listen, y'all. Listen. Folks fall into sin. We all have. Folks fall into sin, and you got to preach against sin to get folks out. And so by bringing me in, that was their way of bringing a message that sounded different. Because listen, and this is what the Lord began to share with me. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. That's a very true statement. You get so used to things being a certain way. And folks get even used to my voice preaching it. And so sometimes you got to bring somebody else in. Or you got to do something different to bust it up. Because as long as you're dealing with people, you're going to be dealing with sin. Can I keep preaching in here? We all have to be refreshed. Renewed. Thank you, Andre. I didn't even have to look. I know the tone now. But you, sometimes you have to. Uh, and, and that's why we do these messages. I can't preach messages to make you feel good. We got to dig in here and get folks right. Amen. All of us, me included, everybody. We got to make sure we doing right. And so it takes the word of God and the right voice sometimes. Yeah, I'm telling you, 2022, man, I got some folk lined up. 
And I ain't telling you when they come in. You just gonna walk in here on a Sunday and I'm handing the mic off. And we gonna bust ABC up. We gonna bust it up. We gonna bust it up, other kid? <laughs> I ain't playing. I mean, because ain't no need of us sitting in here. Amen. Then going, watching the game, eating and all that. And we got sin in our lives. We got to prepare for the coming of the Lord. So we can't be comfortable being contrary. That's the devil. He did that. That's what got him kicked out. Can I keep going in here? Oh yeah, some of y'all might not, might not last. Because we trying to clean ourselves up for the, he said he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. I want to be like that. I want to be ready. Man, there's so many churches you can go to and just not do nothing. And they'll take your offering and never address it. A true repentant heart is a heart that recognizes its own error before taking note of the error of others. Amen? Amen. Amen. So quit looking at what everybody else doing. I always talk mm-hmm, you know so-and-so, and you know what I heard, and I just uh, shut up! Matthew 75, thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye. Look at somebody and say, worry about yourself. Worry about yourself! Well, I don't have them kinds of sins. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't do that kind of stuff. Well, you're sinning now thinking that you don't do stuff. Get somewhere and hush. Because if you do that first, then, thou, then shalt thou see clearly to cast out. The mold. So it's really saying, then you'll see if whether or not you should even be casting the mold out of thy brother's eye. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all need to just hush and deal with your beam. Big old beam. You hitting folks with the beam in your eye. It's so long. Jive. In order to be truly repentant. One must be what? Forgiven. If you cannot forgive, then you will find yourself in sin. Do you know if you can't forgive, you in sin? So you can't talk about nothing nobody's doing if you're unforgiving. Because if you're unforgiving, you're on your way to hell. No, I'm not going to get hand claps for that. You're on your way to hell. Yeah, yeah. You've got to forgive in order to be forgiven. So, if you cannot forgive, then you will find yourself in sin, allowing sin to go on in your life with an unrepentant heart. Matthew 18 and 35. So, likewise, shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one of his brothers their trespasses. You got to forgive. Look at somebody say, you got to forgive everybody. Everybody. And it starts young, man. You better teach your children how not to click up and get mad at other, other young folks. 
and walking in these little cliques and groups. New folk come to the church and they are, yeah, 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 you on your way to hell. It's going to be young folks in hell. You can click up there. Yeah, don't do that. No, that means you got something in your heart. Too young for that. Amen. Can I keep going? So many today hold on to the, to the sins of others because their own sins and bad decisions have wreaked havoc on their, on their lives. So that's why they hold on to other folks' sin because their lives suck. Yeah, so they hold on. They won't let you do better in their own mind because they can't do better. Yeah, and they feel like if they let you do better, you think you better than them. And in most cases, you are. So you don't nobody want to. Yeah, you are. You made a better choice. Don't be getting mad at me because I made a better choice. How you hating on me because I made a better choice? You the one broke into that liquor store. I didn't do it. I've driven by that store for years. I've never had the desire to throw a cinder block in the side of it. You decided to do that. And now you you feeling some kind of way about me. Folk don't want to hear them kind of messages. Yeah, we all have had to make a better choice. Amen. You decided to marry. (laughs) That was your decision to marry Frankenstein. You mad at every other happy couple. Look at them all so happy. You're the bride of Frankenstein. Are you getting mad at me? Matthew 24 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and they shall hate one another. Offended. And you know, people are not offended because of what happened to them. People are offended because of the way they reacted and what it cost them. That's the offense. Like you could do something to somebody, they could easily forgive you. But because of their anger and hatred, they went and made worse decisions. Now they have to blame you for those worse decisions. Because they chose to make worse decisions. In order to truly be (laughs) repentant before God, you must learn to repent for others. Uh Y'all, I might have to end service after this one. This bullet right here. It's a tough bullet. It's like a real bullet. This is a five, five, six. In order to truly be repentant before God, you must, look at somebody and say, you must learn. Listen, you have to learn this. I'm not saying you know how to do it right now. You have to learn this. You have to learn to repent for others. People say that all the time. Well, I mean, I tried to repent and they wouldn't hear me. Or, well, if they're not here, whatever. Repent for them. Yeah, repent for them. Love and forgiveness is displayed in its ultimate form 
when you can ask God to forgive people for what they do to you. Oh, you need to stand up, J-Rod, and look around. Oh, you got to get the periscope neck on this one. Everybody, everybody ain't feeling this one. They like, move on to the next bullet, Elder. Move on, move on. No, we're going to stay right here. That's ultimate love. When you can pray, somebody do you wrong, smear your name, throw something at you, spit at you, hate on you, hate your family. Just, do you know some folk just hate you because the devil told them to? You didn't do nothing to him. I have people, I'd be like, Lord, why is he mad? I don't know him. God have to tell me, the devil told him to hate you. And they just hate, and you got to pray, God, forgive them. Forgive them, Lord. Ooh, let me move on. Yeah. Yeah, you done cross names off the Christmas list thanking us stuff. Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah, you know, faces done popped up when you making your card list. I'm not sending them a card. Or when they send you one and you can't stand them. But they sending me a card for You pray for them. As soon as you see their face, you pray for them. Lord, forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive me first for anything that's in my heart. And God, forgive them for what they did to me because I don't want them to go to hell. The only reason I'm standing in the faith right now is so folks could be saved. I'm standing for folks to be saved. So why would I wish someone perish and go to hell? If I'm standing with the one that gave his life to save people, then I got to want people saved. Oh, somebody not ready. That's the advanced Christian course. You ready for that one? Acts 7 and 60 tells us, Stephen, when they were stoning him, he kneeled down. This is why heaven opened up and Jesus stood at the right hand of the father because he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice Lord lay not this sin to their charge don't be reading these stories cheering Stephen on and you're not trying to do what Stephen did amen you get so used to the story Ooh, that's Stephen man them bible people boy that was something else wasn't it you're a Bible person. How you going separate yourself? Oh, boy. Them Bible days folk, boy, they was, man, they were saved for real. What are you? <laughs> See, I'm moving through this quick, I told you. The sooner you repent, listen to this. This is important. The sooner you repent, the less comfortable you will be sinning. The sooner you repent, the less comfortable you will be sinning. 
A small sin can turn into a lifestyle if it's not addressed quickly. This is why we must keep a repentant heart toward God to stop sins from becoming welcome practices. First John 5 and 18. We know that everyone, and this is the ESV, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. But one who was born of God protects him. Born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. So the ESV breaks it down a little better because the, the King James, is, it says it real scary. Say, <laughs> the man that is born of God sinneth not. I'm born of God and I have sinned. So that, that, that scared me. But when you read the proper context of it, it says that you don't keep on sinning. Amen. You come out. Look at somebody say you come out of sin. There's a measure of grace given to all of us to come out of sin. And God don't leave you at that moment. No. God don't leave you. Sometimes though he steps aside and allow this other figure to walk walk up to you. His name is consequence. God didn't go anywhere. But con- consequence joined the conversation. Can I keep preaching in here? Oh that consequence. Make me want to sing that song on Cabin in the Sky. <laughs> no, you know, folk laughing at hell. You don't know what Cabin in the Sky is. They don't know the old movies. When we repent, we must three things, and then I'm almost done. First, we must repent and believe that God forgives us, and we are redeemable. Yeah, that's what happens when you stay in sin. See, when you stay in sin and continue to practice sin, continue to think on sin, all of those things, you start feeling unredeemable. Like there's no hope for you ever changing. You lose the vision of yourself being free. So you have to envision yourself being free. See, a person comes and responds to the call to salvation, responds to the call of God by first saying, you know what? Salvation, I want that. You have to first see that that's what you want and believe that that's what you can be. So the devil will bog you down in sin to make you feel like there's no hope for you. So to repent, you must repent and believe that God forgives us and we are redeemable. Luke 7 and 47, wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. What was he talking about? He was talking about the lady who poured the perfume and washed Jesus' feet and dried it with her hair. Remember that? And and they were talking about her. Oh, she just wasted, you know, Judas, old Jeff. He just wasted all that. That could have been sold and that money could have went to help somebody. And Jesus was like, no, she didn't waste it. She invested it. (laughs) Because her sins are many. Her sins are many. She kept blowing it. So when she got to Jesus, she gave him everything. Because he said, she loved much. 
because she needed much forgiven. Can I keep going? When we repent, we must always, number two, repent and turn from the sin and the doorways that open to the sin. Boy, you can't just turn from the sin. Oh, I wish I could preach at ABC. You can't just turn from the sin, but you got to close all. Look at somebody and say, close all the doors. Close all the doors. That's a street you can't drive down no more. That's a channel you can't watch anymore. That's a website you can't visit anymore. Amen. You know down that street is the juke and scoop joint. And they in that juking and scooting 24-7. Somebody, at least one juker is in there. So you don't drive down that street no more if you had a problem juking and scooting. Well, I'm born again. Don't you test yourself. You get to hear that scoot music. You watching commercials and they play the cleanup man. Clean up woman, and you heard that tingling, tingling, and you just jump in a car and you on the street. Because that ain't no, that's pure juke scoop music right there. Clean up woman, that's all juking and scoop. It was written for that. But you got to repent and turn from sin and then close all doorways. First Thessalonians 5 and 22, listen to this. Abstain from what? He didn't say abstain from evil. What did he say? All what? He he didn't say abstain from all evil. It's abstain from what? All appearance of evil. The juke joint is at the end of the street. But that makes the street appear evil I preach with the juke joint analogy I don't care if you don't know about the juke joint your daddy do (laughs) he helped build one did you But yeah, abstain from all appearance of evil. Amen. When he come and mack on you. I know you single and you've been waiting a long time for the right guy. But you know if he appears evil. You know. I don't even know why folk inbox me and ask me. Pastor, what if he this and what if he. You asking because the Holy Ghost has already told you to move on. You don't have to settle. Why would you come this far and settle? Cheapen yourself. Some old jive dude that only call at late at night. Where are you doing today? Vampire? You talking to Blackula, Mama Waldy. <laughs> These kids are here. Who is Mama Waldy? Don't look him up. That's Blackula. The only thing worse than Dracula 
is a black Dracula. <laughs> black Dracula. <laughs> he bites your neck and he's jive. repent and listen to this receive the will of God for you now uh, amen who's clapping that's a good clapping point receive the will of God for you understand when you were sinning you were out of the will when you when you repent you have to receive the will back get in God's will listen let me finish what is the sin replacing? See, the devil set up a sin and a struggle in your life to replace what God wants to do. So that means that the sin you keep committing is in the way of you having what God always intended for you. I know I'm preaching in here. Yeah, you know, folks ain't just caught up in sin. This is why you pray for them. They're not just caught up in sin. They're caught up in being contrary to what God has. So they can't receive what God wants for them. What is the sin replacing? Why is this sin a struggle? What is the devil trying to stop God from doing in my life? It should be your prayer. What is the, why is this such a big deal? Why do I keep going back to this? Why is this so hard? The devil must be trying to stop something. Look at somebody and say, receive God's will. First Peter 4 and 2. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the what? Will of God summary told you it was short and good amen it's the word of God a person that has a repentant heart calls on the name of Jesus amen yeah a person that just sins and goes on and lets it fester lets it grow and all that I mean they don't have a repentant heart I was talking to this preacher who I hold in very high regard, one of the ones I'm going to bring here. And he was telling me, I said, I said, Dr. Heat, I said, man, sometimes I wonder, like, some of these folks that I have to, like, put different things on the Internet about or whatever, you know, that stuff that they do, on, uh, you know, uh, publicly. And I put it online because the Lord leads me to it or whatever. And instead of them, instead of me being able to go to them and talk to them, and resolve it or try to help them out of it whatever I guess because of their age or stature or whatever they just I become their enemy right I just 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 become their enemy and I was asking him I was like why, why is that and he said let me tell you something little G <laughs> he said <laughs> he said a man that's called of God calls on God 
He said, but a man that is not called of God won't call on God. Man, that will preach. Jay Bryan writing a rap right now. But a man, <laughs> but a man, that, that, that's so true. It's like some of these folk just not called of God. Or they know when to call on God. We all go through stuff. We all find ourselves in a situation or in a space that we shouldn't be in. And we have to know how to call on God. Especially if he's the one that called you. David wrote almost a whole book of Psalms calling on God because he was a man after God's own heart. No matter what he did, he was still a man after God's own heart. So he knew how to call on God. Can I keep preaching in here? What does this mean? Having a repentant heart, a man, a person that has a repentant heart calls on the name of Jesus. What does this mean? Is this simply just saying his name? Because we think the Bible said the day will come when whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is in the scripture. But folks are taking that out of context. That doesn't mean just saying his name. Let's use the thief on the cross scenario to see the difference. Luke 23 and 39. I didn't put it up here. But y'all know the story of the thief, the thief on the cross, right? The two thieves Jesus was in the middle of. And one of them said, if you are the son of God, save yourself and save us. And the Bible said the other one rebuked him and said, hey, man, you ain't having no respect for the son of God. He said, we're really guilty and he's done nothing. He said, so Jesus, remember me. But both of them talked to Jesus. Did both of them talk to Jesus? <laughs> so we're going to use this scenario. Both men called on Jesus. One spoke to him but did not believe who he was. And the other spoke to him and believed on him. Talking to Jesus is not enough. We must believe on him. Calling up on the name without believing in him will not save us. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord means you are beckoning him to save you while believing he is able to. Oh Lord, thank you for your word. God wants to take care of you. He is willing to forego your past and forgive you for everything you have done wrong. How many of you need him to do that? I got a bad list some of y'all don't have that list he wants to wipe the slate clean each and every time you need him to but in order to have this relationship with him you must maintain a what repentant heart a heart that doesn't want to continue in sin a heart that feels what he feels about sin. A heart that is truly sorry for error and mistakes. And most importantly, a heart that wants to please him in every way. Amen. So Corinthians 7 and 8. Paul talking about the letter he wrote to them. And Paul is showing his humanness. 
He wrote a letter and he said, man, after he heard, I guess from Titus, how it affected everyone, he was sorry he wrote the letter. He's like, man, I done busted the church up. I done bought folk. Done, you know, like some of them churches I told you about. When I would come and do the message and folks would just bring in all this stuff. And he was like, man, should I have done this? But then Paul got to thinking again. It was like, well, they did change. So am I going to worry about how they feel? The personal feelings? Or am I going to worry about where they're going to spend eternity? Paul said, I think I will just have to be glad that I I sent this letter. This is what obviously they needed. He says, for though I made you sorry with the letter, I do not repent. Though I did repent before. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry. Though it were but for a season. It's all right to be sorry for a season. Now I rejoice. Not that you were made sorry. But that ye sorrowed to what? Repentance. For we were made sorry after a godly manner. That ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh what? Repentance. To salvation. Not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh what? Death. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. He clapping. (laughs) Tough message, but hey, y'all, we got to get it together. Look at somebody and say, get it together. This is get it together time. The new year is coming and. We don't know what it's going to bring, so we're going to get it together. Why y'all turn the lights on? Don't be changing stuff. Amen. Where's PJ? Repentance. That's all we're going to do. We're just going to repent. So everyone bow your heads. If you want to come up here and kneel down, you can kneel down. We're going to repent for all sin so that we can just, hey. Have a repentant heart. I want this to be, uh, I want a repentant heart. I want my heart to be sensitive to God to the point to where I just don't keep doing the same stuff. I need certain things that stem from anger and hatred and jealousy and envy and malice and, you know, bad choices, bad decisions, bad marriages, bad kids, whatever the case. I want to make sure I'm good with God always. I want the devil catch me slipping, so... We're going to repent right now. Anyone else? You're welcome to come here. You're welcome to kneel at your own seat if you want to. However you want to do it. But we're going to repent before God and believe that he forgives. Believe he's going to forgive us. And believe he's going to restore us. Believe we're going to be on the path of righteousness. Believe that all of our past sins are going to be removed. And we're going to trust in him. So everyone just bow your heads. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We come before you right now repenting of all of our sins, God. Anything that we've done against you. God, the lifestyle that we continue to practice against your will. The things we continue to do. The places we continue to go. The people we continue to be around. Father God, the temptations we continue to fall in. The secret things that nobody knows about and the public things that everybody knows about. Father, we repent of every sin right now. Cleanse our hearts, God. Make us brand new. 
Father God, and keep a repentant heart in the forefront of our daily walk, God, that we will be righteous before you. Lord, we don't want sin to reign in our mortal bodies. We don't want sin to have your place. And God, we don't want sin to interfere with your will for us. So right now, we repent. Remove it from our heart, God. Everything we've done, remove it, God. The things we do, continue to do, remove it, God. I believe you came for all of it today. And there are things we got to just stop doing. As a church, as people here at the church, whoever you are, whoever we are, Father God, forgive us as we come before you. This is why Jesus died for us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, God, fill that place in our hearts right now with your will. Show us your will. Show us your will. The will that this sin, these actions, these behaviors were in the way of. Father God, give us your will so we can walk in the newness of it. Father God, so we can walk out what it is that you've called us to do. God, so that we can be who you want us to be in this last hour. We can represent you correctly. Father God, we can be an ambassador of you in this final hour. Give us your will. Come on, lift your hands up. Give us your will right now. Let your will, Father God, reign in us. Where sin once reigned, let your will reign. Father God, we will do it your way. We will do it your way. In the name that is above every name we pray. We pray and believe it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, just stand there with your hands lifted up and just call on his will in your life. Father God, your will. No more sin, no practicing sin, no actions of sin, no thoughts of it. Father God, we're not falling back into who we used to be. God, we're not picking up old habits. We're not going to be that person. You've redeemed us from that. The devil just keeps trying to make us feel like we're that same person, but we're not. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. This is the scripture. This is the will of God for us, that we be made new, that our old man be dead, and that we walk in the newness of life. So, Father God, we're going to walk it out. Believing you are in our hearts. And we'll continue, God, to repent when we need to. But, God, some of this stuff we're not going to have to keep repenting for. We let it go right now. In the name that is above every name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for making us new. Hallelujah. Come on and give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. And we'll give your name the praise, Lord. And all the glory and all the honor will be yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Heard somebody and say, God has forgiven me. And I'm not the same person. I leave it here. 
I'm not the same person. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Don't leave. We're going to dismiss together. We're going to sing some Christmas songs. And you want to stay here for that. Hallelujah. But this is about repentance, y'all. We got to be ready to meet Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be a church that can repent when it needs to. I want us all to have that heart for Jesus. We repent for other folks. That's wilding. Especially if they wilding in the way you used to wild. You ought to have mercy and compassion. I used to be crazy like that. So I'm going to be long suffering. And pray them through. <laughs> PJ Butto, all right. Hallelujah. Come on, Elder. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 